Ion 2020 episode 318. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, your host of ION 2020. Appreciate you joining me for another week looking at the 2020 election, looking at the things that are going on that are crazy in the world as of late. And you guys know it has been very crazy on the news. I'm starting to get sick of watching the news. I'm sick of, not really, I don't really watch the news. I read a lot of news, but also when you're like scrolling through Facebook and stuff, you will find a lot of information as well that just absolutely drives me crazy. So I'm starting to get away from that and trying to look at first sources or just looking at newspaper articles specifically about specific issues that I come across because, I mean, all you hear on the... All you see on the Facebook is just a bunch of crap. And it's it's always been that way, but now I'm just starting to really... I mean, everything is completely polarized. Everything is one side taking one side, another person taking another side, and all these stupid, petty memes on just the most, you know, bizarre theories that people have, but the most polarizing thing that you can possibly think of on both sides, and it just drives me crazy, like this, um, this Rittenhouse guy and stuff, like, everyone feels like they have to take a side on this issue, rather than just kind of look at the facts and kind of get a general idea of what happened and how this thing escalated and blew out of control the way it did. Like, those things, I mean, you're sitting there, some people are just looking at this guy as a martyr, This guy, people are looking at this guy as somebody who's a hero, other people are saying that he's, like, the most evil person in the world, comparing him to, like, Hitler and comparing him to um, different serial killers and stuff like that, Gets saying that he's a racist, saying all this other stuff, and, and you know, calling, saying that he beats up girls and stuff, and there's video out there that shows this, but you're not really sure if it's him or not. I mean, there's just all, everyone just jumps to conclusions, and it's just driving me crazy. I mean, I, I go through Facebook specifically um, because I have the Eye on the Empire there, and so I kind of post different links and stuff like that, but I also get things in my feed from different groups that I'm members of, and... I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. And I mean, if you really think about it, it's just absolutely terrible watching all this stuff. So, uh, or looking at all this stuff, it just drives me crazy. So, uh, I'm starting to get away from that. I'm starting to more just read newspaper articles and reading different articles that I find in order to get some kind of factual based stuff. But I mean, even if you if you look at CNN, if you look at Fox News, if you look at any of these major media outlets, like they're all have some sort of bias slanted in a different direction. So you have to really scrutinize what you see in order to get the facts. But today what I wanted to talk about was the Jacob Blake thing again. And I talked about this on Thursday's show, but a lot of new information's come out since then. A lot of, uh, a lot of things that I didn't know about before because I didn't want to jump con- to conclusions on this thing. I was just looking at the facts I mean, the guy was shot seven times in the back. He was shot 
and paralyzed. You know, like, I don't wish ill upon anybody. He could have been guilty of murder in the first degree in some ways, and the cops shooting him in the back shouldn't happen in general. But you have to look at the facts of the story. You have to look at exactly what happened. And I was said this on that show. I said, before those videos, so the first video comes out, and there's information that happened before that first video comes out. What you saw on the first video that came out was him walking around the car and getting into his car. So if you look at that video and you just get a, have a, you know, if you just react to that video, you're going to look at that and say, wow, those cops just shot that guy in the back. But I said it. I said there's other information that happened previous to that video starting. Before that person pushed record, there's other information. So then another video comes out, second video comes out, and it shows that he is wrestling, Jacob Blake is wrestling with the cops back behind his car, on kind of like the passenger side behind the car, behind that fender on the passenger, rear fender on the passenger side. And they are wrestling and fighting. So there was something going on previous to that. And I said, there's a lot of, there's a backstory to this entire issue. That's 40 seconds. The cops are called like three or four minutes before that. So this was something that escalated very, very quickly. So I want to talk about a story with you guys. And this is one person's perspective of, of her interactions with Jacob Blake. So picture this. Eight years ago, you're a young lady and uh, you live in... I'm not sure exactly where she was living at the time, but she meets Jacob Blake. They become friends. They become boyfriend and girlfriend. At some point during that eight years, they did. And every six months or so, you get beat up by this guy. You get beat up by your boyfriend, right? You're just this young lady. And every six months or so, you get beat up by this guy. For about the last eight years, it might have been the last six years, let's say. Let's give the benefit of the doubt and say the last four years. Because that's what she said. She said... She said to the cops in a statement to them on May 3rd that when he gets drunk, he'll beat her up. And it's about every six months or so, he will come and beat her up. So she's scared of this guy. She is scared of him. She's generally afraid of him. But then again, I know how some girls are, but she loves him. She cares about him. She keeps going back to him. That's a that's a that's an abusive relationship that you find all the time in America and all across the world is a girl that continuously goes back to a guy who beats her up. And that is this girl. She continues to go back to him. So there's something keeping her around him. Maybe it's loneliness, maybe it's I mean there's hundreds of things that could keep her going back to him. But this is an abused girl. And then on May 3rd, she wakes up to him breaking into her house. She wakes up to Jacob Blake breaking into her house. This is what she told the cops. So this is her perspective of it. It may have never happened. This whole story could have been made up by her. Who knows? But for four to, f- four to eight years or two to eight years or even one to eight years, because she says every, every six months or so, so it must go back beyond just that particular event on May 3rd, he comes over and beats her up. They get into a fight and he beats her up. 
So she wakes up on May 3rd, and she's never called the cops on before, I don't think. And she wakes up to this guy in her bedroom, and he says, where have you been? And he sticks his finger in her vagina, sticks his finger in her vagina, smells it, says, smells like you've been with other men. Now, this woman is in her bed with her child, according to what she told the police officers. And then he takes the keys. So he sexually assaults her, by the way. Sticks his finger in her vagina when she does not say it's okay. So essentially raping her. And then he leaves, takes the keys, and takes the car. She calls the cops. The cops do a report. Do some investigating. And on July 3rd, they go ahead and uh, put charges on the guy. And put a warrant out for his arrest. That's the sexual assault charge that he had. That is the breaking and entering charge that he would have. That is the, I mean, he basically stole her car too. Now, he does not go off as a gentleman who has never been in trouble with the law before as well. I saw another story that I read somewhere where he back in 2015 now this is a long time ago so people change i agree but i guess he was waving a gun inside of a of a bar he got kicked out and he pointed the gun at some people at the bar as he was leaving or out through the window or something like that the cops come and he resists arrest so i mean the police officers in this town most police officers, because I've spoken to several of them in the past, and they kind of patrol the same areas of town, right? Like, they are on a specific beat. They're on a, you know, they, they, they follow a certain pattern throughout the day. They get to know the people within these communities a lot of times. They have interactions with these people. So I would, I'm not sure about it, but that May 3rd incident... It could have been the same police officers for all we know. They might have known because they knew going into this situation, the 911 call, when they are dispatching to the officers, you hear it. They say Jacob Blake. They said his name. So the cops knew the name Jacob Blake when they pulled up. But that's not what you heard on the news last week. That is not what you heard Sunday through Tuesday last week or Wednesday last week. It was, the, the story was, this is the official story. This guy's trying to get in his car and he gets shot in front of his kids seven times by the police officer because he was black. That's the, that's the story that you heard. That he was some good Samaritan breaking up a fight among women and then gets into his car. That is not the story that happened. That is a made up fictional account of what happened. That is the family and people getting ahead of the story so that they can write the history like I talked about in the past. He who controls the present controls the future. The way that we interpret this in the future in seven years, they're going to say this guy was shot in the back by police officers in front of his kids when he was trying to break up a fight. But that's not what happened. But that's the way it'll be remembered because that's because they got to control the media for an entire week almost. This guy is not without sin in this issue. This guy is not 
just the, the the random you know person that gets shot by a police officer. This is not George Floyd. You guys know how I feel about George Floyd's killing by police officers. That was a terrible tragedy, a rare tragedy for the police officers. But I said it during that time, and I think it's something that we need to realize is that police officers do over police. Police officers do react with force unnecessarily a lot of times. But imagine, I mean, this, this, this girl calls the police. Last Sunday, she calls the police. What would that be? The 22nd, I think, is when this happened. 23rd or something like that. She calls the police that night, that day, I mean, around 5 o'clock. And she says, this guy, he is not my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend here is my boyfriend's here. He's not supposed to be here. And the cops are sent out there. They know that there is a person, because they said, I think it's like a 1099 or so, or 10s. I don't know what the, what the code was, but they used the code for somebody who is a sexual predator. Or possible warrant, I think it was, it might have been a possible warrant for the arrest, and then, Jacob Blake, so they know that the warrant for the arrest in Jacob Blake is that he sexually assaulted a woman, because that was what the warrant is out for his arrest for. So the cops in that situation, they get there, they are going to defuse the situation. They have the guy that has the warrant, they're going to put him into custody. I mean, as a libertarian, you guys know that obviously we think that there should be private police forces and all that stuff. That's the, that's the utopian world that we, that we think about. But we don't have that right now. We have a police force, and we need to control that police force in some way by making sure that they're not over-policing, that they're not doing things. But this was a legitimate situation in the world that we live in now for a police officer to react, for a police officer to go to that situation and intervene. If it was a private police force, it would be the same exact thing that would happen. You would call, hey, this guy's in my house. He broke in. He took my keys. He's not supposed to be here. He sexually assaulted me two months ago, three months ago. There's a warrant out for his arrest. So come get him. Get him out of my house. So that's what the police officers did. Whether he was guilty of the May 3rd incident or not, he had a warrant for his arrest. He had not gone in front of a judge yet. He had not said, you know, I'm going to prove my innocence of this thing. I'm going to clear myself. No, he's been on the run, essentially, for the last two months. Essentially, he's been on the run since May 3rd because he had a stolen car, basically, He had sexually assaulted a woman, basically. And I don't know, maybe these two were hooking up during that meantime. Maybe, who knows? But he is getting violent with her at this point, I'd imagine. Why would she call the police otherwise? And then, boom, the cops come. They're going to escalate the situation every single time when you're trying to take somebody into custody who is a known violent offender. What do we want our police officers to do? What do we want them to do? 
I don't know. I mean, would we, are the people that are saying that this was a, a use of force that the cops should not have done, are they saying that they don't want police to intervene when a potential sexual predator is going into somebody's house? Are they saying that? Do they not want, are those people that are riding in the streets, are those people that are protesting in the streets saying that they don't want cops to intervene when a woman calls the police because there is a person who has sexually terrorized this woman and beat her in the past, they don't want her to intervene. What else are they supposed to do? I don't understand it. Like, I really don't at this point. And I reserve judgment for a week until I start really looking into the case. So I really started looking into this to see exactly the facts of the matter. If you look at the facts, this is not a guy that you should be protesting over. I mean, obviously the cops shot him seven times in the back, but he was doing something. Like I said this before, he was doing something by walking around in that car. He was driving, the, the police officers pulled up three minutes. This is three minutes that happens. The police officers pull up, I guarantee this guy must have been either in the house or outside the house. I looked at the address. I actually did a Google Maps street view to see where it was, see where this thing happened. And the address on, on Jacob Blake's driver's license or his ID or his residence is like in that area. And so is this girl. But he's not supposed to be at that house. Or the event that where the original arrest happened or something like that. Or the original... um sexual assault happened I didn't actually see his driver's license so maybe that's not where he lived but I guarantee the cops pull up so it's a three minute period so the cops are called and like I think it's three or four minutes later the cops are there and Jacob Blake is shot so 40 seconds or the the, literally within 40 or 50 seconds probably the cops were there it was pretty darn fast. So these are the cops that are normally patrolling this neighborhood. So most likely they had some kind of interaction with Jacob Blake in the past. Or at least knew who he was and knew that he was somebody who did some some bad stuff. But maybe they didn't, who knows. But they knew but they knew what was on paper which is Jacob Blake known 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 felon or known um suspect I guess of a felony crime sexual battery or sexual assault I think is what it was be careful he might be armed he's been armed in the past I think even the girlfriend said that he had a knife or something so they knew that he was possibly armed I think that the girlfriend said he was waving the knife if I remember correctly somebody's he had the knife on him not in the car but on him so at that point, the police officers get there and they try to arrest him. They, they must have been because he had a warrant for his arrest. So, hey, dude, you know what? Go ahead, lay down on the ground. We're going to go ahead and arrest you. No, I'm not going to. So they go and they get him. They're wrestling him by the car. How long were they wrestling him for? I don't know. But they said that they tried to shoot him twice with a taser. Whether that's true or not, but the facts will come out on that because you can tell if a phaser's been sh- or a taser's been sh- fired off, so that'll come out in the investigation. So taser's been fired off twice. 
Still nothing. He's still fighting with him. He gets away. He walks around the car. And I said this before. Two things. Two reasons why he would go to the car. One, to go get into the car so that he can drive away with his three kids. High-speed chase. The cops are going to pursue. Number two, the only other, all, the only other reason why he could have went to his car or would have went to his car is to get something. He was not submitting to the police officer. He was not laying down on the ground saying, you know what, take me in. We'll go ahead and fight this thing in court. It's not what he was doing. The, the intention was not there to do that or else he would have just, you know what, I'm sick of running. Go ahead and take me in. That's what they would have done. That's what he would have done. So he's going to the car. He's going to get in. He's reaching for something. Or he's just trying to get into the car. Who knows? But they do find a knife on the ground. So either the, either the knife was already in his hand. They shot him. He dropped the knife when he got shot. Because you could hear the horn start blaring. So obviously he went limp in some way. Then he falls onto the ground. The cops, literally in 40 seconds, they're calling an ambulance to come get him. But according to the police report, they find a knife on the floorboard. So either he had it in his hand and he dropped it as he was, you know, after he got shot. Or it was in the floorboard already. Who knows? But the cop did, it was heard, drop the knife, drop the knife. So there was a knife there. In the heat of the moment, the cops had dropped the knife. So they saw the knife. That's probably what prompted him to shoot. Because what is he going to do? The the officer has got him by the shirt. They have to arrest him. They're going to escalate. Because he has a warrant for his arrest. I heard somebody say, oh, well, they should just let him go. Are you really going to let a guy go who is a sexual felon with three kids? With three children, are you going to let that person go? Oh, yeah, you know what? You're going to resist. You know, just hop in your car. We'll pick you up later. I heard someone actually have the nerve to say that. I'm not going to let him go with my three kids in the car. Are you going to let him go with your three kids in the car? That is not something that you do. In that situation, a private police force would have done the same exact thing. I guarantee it. For all the libertarians out there. So... Needless to say, I don't know that Jacob Blake is guilty of sexual assault. I don't know that he's guilty of any of the crimes that he was, that he's done in his past. But that is the knowledge that the police officers had when they went into that situation. That's the knowledge that they had. And... With that knowledge, they're going to take him into custody, whether he likes it or not. He was not some guy that was just breaking up a fight among girls and walking over to his car and got into his car. And the cops were like, oh, look at you. You're getting into your car. We're going to shoot you in the back. No, that is not the case. I mean, the way that this thing was written in the press, it sounds like he was leaving church with his three kids, went over to his girlfriend's house, saw that she was fighting with her girlfriend, broke it up, got into his car and was about to drive back to church for whatever. I mean, that is the sound that you get when you read the newspaper, when you hear the news agencies talk about this particular incident. 
And that is what leads to the riots. That's what leads to all of the things that are going on right now with people thinking that this was a this was a racist crime or something like that the police perpetrated. I am fully aware that there is systemic racism when it comes down to certain things. I am. But this is not a case of one of those. I am fully aware that police over-police in America. I am fully aware of that. I am fully aware that they go that the police go into minority communities at a higher rate than they go into non-minority communities because there's a higher rate of crime. And what that crime stems from is the drug war, the failed drug war. I have talked about this in the past. The way to solve the over-policing problem that we have in this country is to end the failed drug war. If you made it so that drugs were decriminalized, that you had the ability, like alcohol, to purchase drugs at a store somewhere that is regulated, that is controlled, then you end the gang violence that's built around protecting your turf you end all the shootings and the violence that goes along with that. You end the drug trade that brings drugs from Mexico into America and all over the country and all over the world that people are protecting their turf and people die because of it. You end all the BS arrests with stop and frisk, with all the cops searching someone's car for a little bit of weed. You end all that. You end the person that gets arrested with a dime bag of weed or a little bit of cocaine for personal use who goes to jail and gets out and is on probation then goes back to jail and then the then they have a child that's with a lady who ends up with a childless father or fatherless child, sorry, because that person's in and out of jail because of a failed drug war. You end a lot of that stuff because of it. Then the policing interactions go down by about 75%, I bet. Then police can do what they're supposed to do in this world if there is any legitimate reason for police, and that is to respond to crimes that are happening in the moment. There is a lot that can be done. I'm sure of it. But this situation right here is a legitimate reason. Jacob Blake was in the wrong when he went into his girlfriend's house and stole the keys and tried to leave. And she called the cops for a reason. Because he he had sexually assaulted her three months earlier. This guy had a warrant out for his arrest. And the cops were taking him into custody. Plain and simple. Look at the facts. Look at the facts. That's all you have to do is look at the facts. And you'll see... You'll, you, I mean, look at the facts. That's all you have to do. And that's what I was doing. I was All week last week, I was looking at the facts. And that's the conclusion that I came to, guys. And somebody actually called me racist because on... on, on uh, I don't know which, which one it was, but I just kind of mentioned uh, my... You know, this, the news story that I found this on, which is from the New York Post, of, you know, why Jacob Blake was had a warrant for his arrest. 
So I posted it on I Am The Empire, and then somebody called me, said that if I think that it wasn't, or if I think that the cops were justified in it, it's because I'm racist. And I'm like, how am I, just because I think that the cops were justified in trying to arrest the guy, that I'm racist? No, I, there's no decision that I made based upon this guy's race. It's because he had a warrant out for his arrest for a sexual crime and this girl had every right to call the police on this guy to get out of that situation. She was scared. This is a woman that was beaten by this guy multiple times in the past. Now, was some of it her fault? I don't know. No idea. Don't blame the victim. They always say that, right? But anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me for another look at the 2020 crazy world that we're living in right now. I hope you like my take on this. I hope you, um, I mean, if you have a different opinion, let me know. I think that I am open to facts. I really am. Change my mind. Show me facts that will change my mind in this situation. Because I'm open. I'm a, I, I, am, I am one that looks at situations and I, I, I feel like I try to be relatively objective with these with these stories, like the guy in Georgia that got shot by the two people cruising around the neighborhood, like, I feel like that was unjustified in some way. You look at George Floyd, unjustified, absolutely. But the one in Georgia where the guy was just running from the cops that are tasing him, like, I don't know. I mean, in that situation, you're a police officer, you're going to defend yourself. So, I mean, I looked at, I look, I, I take different sides on different issues. I'm not the I, I've never been the one who just takes the side of whatever political ideology that, you know, you look at or whatever. I mean, because ah, that's the most stupid way to look at things as well. You're just going to look at it because of the way that your friends or Facebook groups or whatever decide that it's going to be. So you're going to take that position like that. Um, I might talk a little bit about this guy, um, Rittenhouse, at some point. I think that's his name. Kyle Rittenhouse or something. I might talk about that down the road i'm not sure i've just i've seen nothing except for a video on this thing and uh i haven't really made up my mind on it yet i'm still trying to get some facts on it as well i'm still trying I mean, there's tons of different angles of this thing though and this kid was clearly out there i don't know that he was out there in order to just shoot people by any means but why the hell are you even in that situation in the first place? You're a 17 year old kid with a gun and like with other people that are this stupid militia group that's going to protect businesses like insurance protects businesses, guys. If you're insured, that's what you do. You have a business insurance, you get insurance, right? And that's it. Don't take the Don't take the law into your own hands like that. But then again, he was being charged by somebody who is clearly aggressing on him. He threw something at him. Who knows what it was? In the heat of the moment, you don't know what it was, but you have the right to stand your ground as well. So that's what he did. So that that, that that's the those are the facts that I see right now. But you put yourself into a stupid situation, you know, by doing that. But anyway, that's my opinion on that so far. I don't want to get too deep into that. But yeah, go ahead if you want to follow me. Iintheempire.com. You can also follow me, I in the Empire, which is on Facebook and on Twitter. You just go to at I in the Empire and you can do that when you're on each of those platforms. 
Five-star ratings are always helpful, so if you will go to your Apple iPod, or um, Apple Podcasts account, you can go ahead and type in I am 2020 I will pop up, guaranteed, and then you can just scroll on down. Give me that five-star rating and review. That's always helpful as well if you like the show, or if you just like mildly like the show, give me four stars. If you hate the show, I mean, please don't give me one star, but if you do, hey, at least uh, give me a chance to fix it, you know? So anyway, guys, I appreciate you once again. Uh, Come on back on Thursday, though, so you can have clear vision for 2020.